Hi guys, I'm Adam. And I'm Jesse. And this is Creepy Crawling Cryptids, where we talk to you about all your favorite creepy crawling creatures from crypts to creeks. Today we're going to talk to you about the creepy poltergeist. So, the poltergeist is German for the noisy ghost. Uh, this ghost is responsible for physical disturbances, such as noises or things moving around or breaking. They can also interact with people, such as scratching, biting, pushing, and all that. Oh, so a kinky ghost. Mm, you know it. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, they, they're into some freaky-deaky stuff. Uh, they're mostly just kind of throw objects around and knock on the walls. So uh, they're really just like a bad roommate ghost? Yeah. Like the inconsiderate roomie, like poof, like bust into the yeah. house at like four in the morning, Playing like music and stuff yeah. real loud. Fucking yeah. jump! Are they, are they jumping on their bed? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's not as bad though as like the the is the Sacramento vampire, the serial killer. I think it was Sacramento or it was San Diego. I. I don't know this. Oh, God. This guy. So he would just, like, walk into people's houses, because if it was unlocked, he felt like that was letting They were him inviting in. him in, because yeah. he's a vampire. Yeah, oh. he, so he'd kill them, and then, like, eat them, and then... So, yeah, he, he was uh, he was a roommate, and he was just the worst roommate, because he wouldn't wear clothes, for mm. one, and then his... That's a red flag. Yeah, and then he, like, nailed his door shut, and... A bunch of other weird stuff. And so eventually pe- they were basically like trying to kick him out, but for some reason they couldn't. So they all just left. And then, yeah, things... And then he brought the dead bodies back and cooked them up. And so... Um, oh. Yeah, the cops weren't super excited when they had to search the house, as you might guess. That's rough. Yeah. So Poltergeist. Yeah. It's not a vampire or a serial killer. Uh, yeah, so they, they usually don't mean to harm they're known as prankster ghosts, and they usually haunt a specific location. I do recall in the readings we've done for this mm-hmm. uh, that it appears as though most of the time uh, poltergeist, a, a working theory, is that they're often centered around a young girl, ages from 5 to 25, uh, usually with strong emotions, uh, frequently negative that have been pent up. Um, a possible cause is that they have, as I read, latent um psychokinetic abilities or whatnot Mm. uh like esp stuff right (laughs) and so they have this and uh their negative emotions kind of build up and create this physical uh you know anomaly yeah women are scary (laughs) i think we said that on like last episode (laughs) well it's true. Maybe we shouldn't be like the anti-woman advocate <laughs> group, though. I'm just saying that I have a natural fear. I have a healthy fear of women. I think everybody should have a healthy fear of women. <laughs> They're powerful. And scary. This yeah. Is, this is why I only date men. <laughs> did, did you just come out? No, because I'm not like attracted to men i'm just afraid of women. Uh, yeah i'm not attracted to men i'm just so afraid of women that i only date men i get it hey man whoever will touch my dick jesse <laughs> my mom listen <laughs> <laughs> oh i'm gonna have to like when my name is like oh is this a good episode I'm like no <laughs> it's not <laughs> don't listen to it it's scary that's what so my my godmother she's like oh is this one scary like she won't listen to cer- <laughs> she won't listen to certain ones depending oh, on the picture that's so cute <laughs> and then my mom my mom loves all of them oh that's yeah good. It's, except for this one <laughs> uh, well no my mom uh, she has toilet humor she'll be fine okay uh, but yeah so poltergeists they have overall effects on the world around them they're kind of just assholes but yeah so I'm gonna jump into my first story if that's okay with you Jesse. I mean, I guess so. So, it's 1984. Joan Reich in Ohio and her 14-year-old daughter, Tina, were having some issues. But not just any regular mother and daughter issues. Uh Uh-oh. Tina was adopted. (gasps) (laughs) Uh, Joan uh, Joan Reich and her husband were known foster parents. They were very uh, credible people. Uh, a lot of people liked them in their uh, community. They were loved mostly. They never really had any enemies or anything. And Joan called her friend from the Columbus Dispatch, a reporter named Mike Harden, telling him that there was something funky going on with Tina. Uh-oh. Their, uh, 
what their could foster it be? daughter. Tina, anytime she was in a room or present, <clears throat> it often appeared as though things would fall, fly, move around, oh. etc. Such as phones, books, pictures, falling to the ground, flying across the room. Uh-oh. Uh, it began when Joan found herself picking up a lamp over and over again. The first mm-hmm. time, a lamp fell, right? But second, third, and fourth time, Joan was so frustrated and scared, she felt she needed to call Harden. Doesn't she have glue? So Harden and Joan... <laughs> I'm just saying this is an easy solution. Uh, You know, come in, do their research, study, watch the girl. <laughs> apparently there's pictures. I couldn't find the pictures or anything. But mm-hmm. apparently there's pictures of... Uh, Tina causing things to fly, float, you know, all the crazy stuff. Uh, it was eventually resolved once Tina's um, personal issues were brought to light and resolved. You know, just the pent-up anxiety and whatnot she had of being a foster child. Um, and yeah, that was Joan Reesh's experience with a poltergeist. Oh, who would have guessed that once you get someone mental health, the ghosts suddenly stop? I'm sorry, are you implying that there was no ghost? And that this little girl was doing things to seek attention? Yeah. You're a bad person. <laughs> I mean... Why Why would a foster child do anything to seek attention? Their lives are perfect. I mean, you got a point. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have parents? Uh, Yes, please. Yeah, they could eat ice cream whenever they want. I don't think that's true. Actually, people game the foster system a lot. It's really bad. Like Predators? Hmm. The world is a bad place. Yeah, everything's terrible. So let's move on to another story about poltergeists and not child molesters because it makes me sad. Yeah, yeah. How about let's not talk about child molesters ever? <laughs> yeah, let's let's avoid that one. Alright. Uh, I'll talk about the Bell Witch. <gasps> the Bell Witch. Yeah, this is the story that the Blair Witch Project is based off of. The Blair Witch Project. Yeah. The latest movie is actually pretty good. You, yeah, I recall us having a conversation about it. Yeah, it starts out super garbage and to get your, like, expectations low, and right. then the first person dies, and it goes from, like, zero to a hundred. Oh, so, so it makes you drop your guard, and then it's like, bam! Yeah, because they do a lot of, like, because it's, like, a, through the camera view, you know? Oh, I hate movies yeah. like that. But, so, so they do a lot where, like, the dudes will keep, like, jumping and be like, ah, I got you. And I, like, I hate it when they do that in scary movies because it's such a cheap, <laughs> it's, like, it's jump a, scare. Yeah, it's a cheap trick. So, yeah, they do that a lot. And then they're like, oh, but when the shit goes down, you're going to be scared, boy. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So, uh, this mostly center around to, or centers around John Bell Sr., He's a farmer in Robertson County, Tennessee. I knew a guy named John Bell once. Really? No. Cool. Uh, this happened uh, in between the 1817 to 1821. And this is like considered folklore. It's not sure if this is real or not. <laughs> I'm sure it's real. There's no reason the Bells would lie about this. Yeah. And... And then, like, some dude wrote a book about it or something. I don't know. Anyway. Yeah. Anyways. Why would anyone make things up to make money? Yeah. You only capitalize on real life occurrences. Yeah, like the Kumite guy. Have we, have we not watched Kumite? I don't think we have. Oh, it's such a good, bad movie. I haven't... Oh, we gotta watch... But essentially, this dude just claimed he was, like, special forces, and he created this, like, martial arts style. And he claimed that he won in these, like fights to the death called kumite <laughs> but he he ended up like tricking so he actually trained actual soldiers oh, with his okay i know i know the guy they got him to go like they would get him to military bases to train yeah and his fight style was just garbage and apparently one time he had his friend drive him to the woods where he had this big duffel bag and he told him to pick him up like later and he came back and so like, he came out of the woods with this big trophy. And he's like, oh yeah, I won the Kumite. <laughs> the trophy was in the duffel bag. Oh, no, no. <laughs> That's, so he's like, yeah, you need to drive me out here. And you get out there and you just leave. Yeah. <laughs> I won. The Kumite was out here and I won it. Oh God, we got to watch Kumite someday. Yeah, that's pretty good. <clears throat> anyway, so, 
the poltergeist uh, refer was referred to as Kate because it would seem to respond to that name. And uh, apparently at one time it even said that it was Old Kate Bat's Witch. Uh, so the... And most of the activity was around the Bell's youngest daughter, Betsy, and uh, her father, and Kate expressed particular displeasure with Betsy when she became engaged with a local. So, How dare she get engaged with a local? Yeah. She's supposed to marry up. <laughs> well, you know. She was the pretty one. <laughs> She's the one who had a chance. Yeah. It's like, none of her sisters, you look at her sisters, they're like ox-faced. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why we're afraid of women because we say stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, because we're because we're bad people. <laughs> Anywho, uh, so uh, this haunting started around uh, eighteen seventeen when John Bell witnessed an apparition of a strange creature resembling a dog. So he shot at it and it ran off. As you do. Well, yeah, this is a fucking America. Exactly. Right? You see a dog on your property trying to spread communism? <laughs> just, just, ain't no red mutts on my porch. Uh -huh. boop, boop, just shooting. Yeah, this is America. We don't need your commie dogs yeah. running around. We don't want commie dogs in America. <laughs> yeah, so... We're gonna uh, get killed by Russian spies. <laughs> what? We're supporting the Russians. <laughs> Any whoozle? Uh, uh, <laughs> we're friends with everyone by the way we could be bought so if the Russians want to pay us to spread some propaganda yeah look we'll we'll say whatever for a price yeah, yeah we have I'll, I'll advertise anything yeah you have some weird product we'll advertise it I will I will tattoo a logo on my body yeah some essential oils I'll tell people it cures cancer oh maybe we should cut that I don't think that <laughs> That was in poor taste. Uh, but I'll tell people it cures AIDS. <laughs> well, money cures AIDS. Yeah. Look at Magic well, Johnson. Money, money cures a lot of things. Unless you're like uh, Steve Jobs and then you go to the weird, like, uh, normal, like, weird homeopathic stuff that doesn't work. Yeah. Or, uh, well, well, also, money lets you just do whatever you want. Like, have an island where... Oh, yeah yeah <laughs> money money also gives you the ability to make all the guards go to sleep and then kill yourself while breaking your own bone <laughs> and having all the security cameras turn off yeah that's what money does oh man we're gonna get murdered for saying that <laughs> uh we're gonna i'm i'm make i'm trying to make this into a conspiracy podcast he's he's been pushing for a while yeah we're <sighs> eventually I'm going to wear him down. We'll, we'll run out of cryptids at some point. Yeah, and then we'll talk about, like, Pizzagate and how we... How Democrats are starting Mars colonies? No one cares about Pizzagate. Actually, people care more about Pizzagate than they do about Mars colonies. Oh, yeah, some dude showed up with a gun at, like, the pizza place that was supposed to be where it all happens. Or You're something. lying. No, 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 yeah, he walked in, he's like, I'm gonna save, <laughs> you know, some fucking redneck, and then they, yeah. were, they just, look, I don't think he, like, shot Pizza gates when they just use the same pizza over again, right? No, what? What's the pizza gate? Oh, that's, that's where the Democrats are, like, kidnapping children, and then sending them to Mars colonies to, like, have sex with. Why is it called, why is it called that? Because it's, it all happens, like, in the basement of a pizza place. Huh. Yeah. Is that really happening? <laughs> yeah, we have Mars colonies for pedophiles. <laughs> oh my god, I love it. Like, I don't understand how people are like, yeah, of course we have Mars colonies. Oh Lord. Yeah, but they won't believe in global fucking warming. <laughs> yeah, but Mars colonies, we definitely oh. have the technology to do that. God, I hate this planet. I hate everyone on it. <laughs> Alright, uh, poltergeist. <clears throat> poltergeist! You need to stay... We will stay on topic for five minutes. Welcome back to Creepy Call Encrypted. <laughs> start the whole thing over. This has been a disaster from the start. Anyways, yeah. Alright, so he shoots at the dog. Uh, so John, uh, John's son, Drew Bell, was approached by some unknown bird perched on the fence and it flew off and it was of extraordinary size. It could have been the Mothman. <laughs> yeah. Or, or now hear me out. Yeah? A fucking owl. Could have been a fucking owl. 
Or it could have been the Mothman. Uh, no. I'm sorry, friend. The Mothman looks like a bat. Oh, you're right. Not a bird. It's Batman. Oh, man. This is... The further we go deeper into this, the this more podcast is going downhill. The harder it gets. <laughs> All right, so he sees his bird, yeah, and he he's like, bird. "That bird is the poltergeist." It's too. real big. So uh, the daughter Betsy, uh, where like a lot of the stuff centers around, uh, saw a girl in a dream, dr- in a green dress, <laughs> swinging from the limb of an oak tree. Well, that's not normal, yeah, right? That's real creepy. I want to be into that. I'd start getting my gun out and be like, get out of here, commie child. <laughs> yeah, anyone who we don't like to commie now, unless we get paid by the commies. Yeah, yeah, then, commies, if you're listening. Then we only like commies. <laughs> uh, then later, Dean, one of their slaves, um, reported being followed by a large black dog on the evening when he went to visit his wife. I have a question. I have a question. Yeah. Do we give slave owners credibility? I mean... Are slave owners really credible? <sighs> they owned other human beings. Yeah, but, like, people were cool with it in the time. I think I think that we lose credibility merit here. Yeah, I mean, you know, they, they, they have a business and they don't want to pay their people. That's what America is built on, is not paying your workers. Yeah. So... <clears throat> So all that happens, then this is when things start going down, right? So, the Bell household, they started hearing knockings on all the doors and walls, and they heard sounds of gnawing on the beds, invisible dogfights, and chains along the floor. I don't get the chains thing. Like, why do ghosts have chains? Because they're shackled to this plane of existence. But, like, metaphoric. So are they, like, physically shackled? They're just dramatic. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, I'm shackled. And it's like, so you're just making the chains, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all in the mind, bro. Ghosts, yeah. if you could hear me, uh, the real prison is in your head. Free yourself. Free yourself. Smoke a bowl. Smoke a bowl. Uh, eat. <laughs> go, go get some pizza. And then free yourself. Go to Mars. You're a ghost. <laughs> Go to Mars. Live on a pedophile uh, dome. Mill? Dome? Yeah, because yeah. I'd assume they'd be dome. A colony on Mars. Be well, no. The, the men in black are keeping the fact from us that Mars is totally inhabitable. Uh, a secret. Uh, a Come on. Point. We should know this. We just covered the men in black. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. This guy. All right. So, uh, they, so John Bell begins experiencing uh, paralysis in his mouth. Uh, and... Uh, he gets pneumonia. They get wait. Oh, the phenomena! I said pneumonia. <laughs> <laughs> I can't read today. Oh apparently. man! The phenomena grew in intensity as the sheets were pulled from their beds while the children slept. Soon, the entity would pull hair, scratch the children, and uh, it kind of all centered around Betsy, who was slapped, pinched, and stuck with pins. Now look, I don't kink shame. But I will if it's on a child. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I guess. Ghost I feel like needs that's to learn right. what's appropriate and what's not. Come well, on, ghost. Yeah, that's just messed up. <sighs> well, the Bells, they turned uh, they turned to their family friend, James Johnson. Which sounds like a fake name and probably is. Yeah, James Johnson's for sure fake. <laughs> so, uh... <clears throat> Uh, he kind of hangs out, nothing really happens, uh, but then he's woken in the middle of the night by the same phenomena. Uh, he he ended up seeing it, and he said the spirit was just like in something in the Bible. So. <laughs> so they're just all seeing different things. Yeah, everything's bad, things aren't going well. <clears throat> okay, so soon started quickly spread that uh, they were being haunted by a witch. Uh and so people started coming, coming over to like check it out. Be like, I want to see this witch. I don't believe in this shit. <laughs> oh, witch! <laughs> Might as well go. Yeah. So they would come and be like, "Who are you? And what do you want?" And it would answer. Oh my God! I am a spirit. I once very happy, but have been disturbed. So yeah. So the spirit offered a bunch of explanations about it. 
Uh, it was saying that it it came out because uh, they disturbed an ancient Native American burial ground uh, that was on the property, and he also sent the kids to go find some buried treasure, but they never found the buried treasure. <laughs> that's that's solid. Yeah, I mean, a couple of dumb kids. Yeah. They definitely would believe it. <clears throat> Alright, and then they started... Uh, so the the witch started having like full-on conversations with people. And it would uh, repeat sermons, at uh, two of them at the same time, that were 13 miles apart while it was happening. Uh, and it would talk about like the Bible and stuff, and would, re- would like to argue about religion. It's pretty impressive. Yeah. But but why? Because <laughs> she's kind of an asshole. Yeah. So uh, and also, oh, she also used to gossip also about all the people in the house. It's <laughs> <laughs> a terrible habit. Uh, yeah, and then it would like leave. It would leave to like people nearby if they got hurt or something. She would like go to their house and just fuck with them while they're hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this ghost is a real dick. Yeah, she seems like she's the worst. Yeah, she's pretty bad. More than a bad roommate. <clears throat> yeah. So, uh, John Johnson, uh, his son James, uh, they so they decide, like, maybe they're trying to trick us, so we're gonna give them a test, right? Of course. So, uh, so they ask it something that no one in the family would know. They asked about uh, his Dutch step-grandmother... In North Carolina, and what would what she would say if the slaves uh, did something wrong? And so the witch replied with his grandmother's accent, "Hut tut, what has happened now?" Uh, yeah. So she, apparently that's oh, God damn it. <laughs> that's exactly <laughs> what she would say whenever the slaves like messed up or something. Right. Uh, As you do. Yeah, and I guess like the family didn't know about this. So, in another account, uh, a British dude shows up, and he's like, oh, I'm going to check this out. So, he asked the witch about his family overseas, and then he st- the witch started mimicking the English accent. <laughs> and uh, be able to talk like his parents, apparently. Starts mocking him. <laughs> yeah, just being a real dick. Hello! It's like, oh, this ghost is kind of just an asshole. <laughs> and then, so, he spent the night, and then it woke him up with the voices of his parents. Oh. And, uh, uh, apparently... Yeah, because apparently the it made it seem like it was communicating. So so the parents were like, "We could hear you. How do we hear you?" Oh, <laughs> you know. So creepy. yeah, it, it's goes. real creepy. And then he just like left after that. He's like, "Yeet." <laughs> I would too. Yeah, uh, and then he he later apologized for his skepticism because he was a skeptic. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> it's real. All right. So, <clears throat> at times, the the spirit wasn't a complete dick. It really liked uh, John Bell's wife, Lucy. Uh, referred to her as the most perfect woman to walk the earth. In mm-hmm. uh, she, the witch would give Lucy f- uh, fruit and sing hymns, and uh, was even kind of nice to John Bell. Uh, like she wasn't a complete dick to him, right. but she hated John Bell Senior. <laughs> So she called him Old Jack and would tell him over and over that she was going to kill him. Well. <clears throat> yeah, through curses. Uh, oh. So uh, over time, uh, John Bell Sr. was poisoned and died. And and so they think it was the witch. Although it could not have been. She kept real to it. Well, you said his jaw locked up, right? Yeah, he had, like, paralysis in the jaw. Are you sure he didn't just get tetanus and then die from yeah, tetanus? Yeah, he could have gotten locked jaw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's possible, but, you know. Oh, and but then, it was a witch. Yeah. When uh, when they were mourning his death, the witch would start singing drinking songs. <laughs> just to be a dick. Yeah, how dare you mourn his death. <laughs> All um. right. So, in 1821, this is when Betsy uh, gets engaged with uh, Joshua Gardner, and the witch did not like it, and eventually, uh, uh, it eventually made them break up. But after a while, the witch was like, you know what, I'm good, but I'm going to come back in seven years. So, uh, so, but the witch ended up, I think, coming back earlier, 
uh, it was just kind of like, it just kind of came back and was being a dick and they were like, let's just ignore it. And, and then, uh, <laughs> then it would just leave again. It. And I think it just eventually left after being ignored. Oh, it's very good. That's solid. That's a solid way to end it. Yeah. yeah. We just kind of ignored her and she <laughs> left. Yeah. It's, it's a whole thing. All right. So I'm going to jump into a quick, it's kind of like a rundown of like what I guess you could call the poltergeist epidemic, right? Uh-huh. So in 1877, in uh, Derry of Ireland, there was a 20-year-old named Maggie, and she was the center of, you know, a disturbance around her home. There was tapping and rapping heard along the walls, um, according to someone, stone, and this is a quote, stones began to fall and candles and boots were repeatedly thrown out of the house. Uh-oh. And then, a year later, thousands of miles away... Wait, how many stones did they have in their house? That's a really good question. Thousands of miles away, in Nova Scotia, oh. there's an 18-year-old, Esther Cox, who horrified her family as the ghost slapped her in the face and burned down her house. Oh, oh that's real mean. Yeah. Uh, the poltergeist apparently worsened when a doctor prescribed her sedatives. And it proceeded to burn down more houses. Oh. So perhaps she was just a... Uh, An arsonist? Yeah. Um, so there are multiple reports uh, throughout the 19th century of young women and girls tormented and tortured by these ghosts that had no purpose other than, um, other than irritation. You know, just to uh-huh. bully the girls. Um. And then as this, as this writer says, he says, yet the poltergeist refused to be written off as a Victorian relic. So you know how, like, we're like, she's a witch, and we burned them? Yeah. That didn't happen with poltergeists. Because, you know, we don't, we don't burn witches anymore. Yeah. So it's a Victorian relic. But poltergeists are a mainstay. They're still here. Uh-huh. So, um, they, so now, into the 20th century, in the late 1960s, there's a 19-year-old named Anna Marie Schaberl. Who was a job? Uh, who was a secretary in Rosenheim, Germany? And as uh, as she would go to work, it would torment the law firm she worked at. Uh-oh. Lights would swing uh, and explode, so like light bulbs would be swinging and exploding. The furniture would move around, and fluid would leak from the copier. So it's just mild inconveniences. <laughs> um, the lawyers, of course, would leak like certain things up to like, leaky copy fluid and whatnot to just being poorly kept office. But they were convinced that Shawborough was haunted by a poltergeist. Maybe they were just misogynist. <laughs> yeah, just blame it on the woman. Yeah. It's because there's a woman here. They called a specialist, a parapsychologist named Hans Bender, who would film the disturbances. Apparently, there's actual videos. Uh, I have the link up, but, I mean, that doesn't help you guys. <laughs> Uh, and then after the investigation of the ghost, Mr. Bender determined that Shawborough's poltergeist was just psych- a psychic kinetic psychokinetic manifestation of her deep and mournful sadness. Aww. So she was just so sad and depressed that she was tormenting others around her, creating mm. wild stuff going on. And yeah, that's what I have for kind of the breakdown of poltergeists existing throughout history. And then I also um, have more from the, uh, it's called, it, the, the article I got it oh. from was... Yeah, I have a little bit more on Rosenheim. Oh, please. So after this investigation happened, uh, another dude came in, uh, Hobens, and he said, Worst is that Bender omits that, the, that his account of the highly significant fact that Anna Marie was caught in fraud by a policeman. Neither does he mention the inconclusive but curious discoveries reported by the Viennese magician Allen. And after a visit to the Romanheim office uh, during the poltergeist outbreak, he states that it was possible to capture the phenomenon, a painting turning around 120 degrees. That is 200 degrees less than what was claimed in Bender's first report uh, on the Ampex film. He does not tell us why persons who know something of the background of that incident refuse to be impressed with the piece of evidence. 
Hobins also criticized Bender's state, stated beliefs in the paranormal as incompatible with scientific inquiries. So he was basically kind of annoyed because uh, he kind of came. Bender kind of came in like thinking this is one hundred percent supernatural and didn't consider anything else. Yeah, and so left everything else out, right? Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, when you're when you want to see something, I think sometimes like you get like blinded by that, you know? Yeah. Tales from a paranormal investigator working at a museum, the Lewis County Historical Museum. Uh, so the first little tidbit from this is objects thrown in the attic. Uh, on two separate I, uh, occasions, there was the the paranormal investigator. He would lead ghost tours through the museum, and their group experienced objects thrown in the attic. The first was a book. Uh, while leading the tour, there's a loud bang, and the book landed at their feet. The books were kept on the other side of the attic. And even more interesting, as they say, the title of the book thrown was Natural Law in the Spiritual World. <laughs> That's a funny ghost. The second time they were leading a tour when something landed at their feet and skittered. It was a pencil. Others have reported similar experiences in the attic. So, you know, it's an attic. Things get thrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's the pen and the hearse. Another time, the museum had a horse-drawn hearse. From a funeral home to display during the Halloween season, the museum's director noted paranormal activity seemed to have increased since the hearse arrived at the museum. Well, duh. <laughs> so they invest. Uh, so a group investigated after hours. They were sitting in the museum gallery near a her- near the hearse, looking down the length of the building, just talking. Things were quiet for a moment, and suddenly there's a bang. It was so loud that they thought someone had driven by outside and shot out one of the windows along the street. They immediately began to, you know, run around and investigate mm-hmm. and discovered that a pen had been that had been sitting on the front desk was now lying 20 yards away. 20 yards is pretty long. Oh, fuck. 20 yards? <laughs> a pen? How's that possible? Oh, my God. Away on the floor. It appeared the pen had been thrown with such force it made a loud bang when it hit the display case and skidded along the floor. Whoa, 20 yards? Like, how much strength would require to throw a pen 20 yards? Like, I, mean, I could easily throw an a pen. An adult? In any adult. A teenager? A child? Even, even a teenager. Maybe not a child, even a teenager. <laughs> uh, look, it's a paranormal investigator, so clearly he's not lying. Clearly. Yeah. What? <laughs> what? The, Look, there's no way a paranormal investigator would make up ghosts. Why would they make people believe that ghosts exist? Definitely not because they get paid off of it. <laughs> yeah. Not because they make money off of people's beliefs in ghosts. Yeah, it probably would be pretty disappointing if you hired a paranormal investigator to check out your house and they were like, no, nah, it's nothing. And be like, oh, man. Yeah. That's why I like when like the Warrens would show up and be like, it's a fucking hoax and just leave. <laughs> <laughs> like, I... The, look, the most credible paranormal investigators to me are the Warrens. Sure. I guess most credible would be the right word. Yeah, the, the most credible. I didn't say the only credible. I said the most credible. Yeah, yeah, sure, I guess. Because it's not, like, if you're grading on a curve, I guess so. That's the point. They're not <laughs> yeah. a credible line of work. <laughs> Alright. I mean, would you touch the Annabelle doll? No. Exactly. I that bullshit. Shut the fuck up. I don't up. believe it, but I'm not gonna fuck with it. <laughs> I don't wanna run the risk. Yeah. Yeah, cause it's like, doubtful, but also. <laughs> so, I got this from Ranker.com, so I'm not oh, sure. Oh, that sounds that super fucking credible. Yeah, so, I don't know about how reliable Ranker.com. <laughs> <clears throat> anyway. Uh, so... Uh, it's just talking about people, uh, like people's experiences and stuff. So they just submitted these. Uh, all right. So, uh, this person says in later years when I was about 10 or so, my mom worked at a local restaurant after closing, uh, cleaning the place up. It was already rumored that the place was haunted Mm -hmm. and she had so many scary experiences that she eventually wouldn't even go alone. So my stepfather started going with her and experienced some of the craziness himself. She would put up all the chairs on the tables, turn around briefly, and turn around, and all the, all of it would be back down again. <laughs> I like that it's not like a like it would just move them back yeah, down. Just like, oh, come on, like <laughs> it wouldn't even throw them. Just like I don't, 
I want to have to put these fucking ta- chairs back up. Yeah, I don't have this kind of energy right now. <laughs> it's the end of the day. It's like 11. I want to go home and go to bed. Don't do this, you fucking ghost. Uh, yeah, and... But, I guess the ghost, what it would do a lot is uh, it would run in and out of the large metal door in the kitchen. Hmm. One night it kept happening over and over again until finally my stepfather put a tall metal bread rack in front of the door. A few minutes later, they heard a loud bang <laughs> and went to check. Something had run into the door so hard that it left a dent in the door hitting the bread rack on the other side. <laughs> it was just some dumbass ghost. <laughs> ah! <laughs> it's like all like why would they do that <laughs> uh, and then one one little another little one this person says when I was 13 or 14 I lived in a normal block house in a suburban neighborhood with my family we were told that the previous tenants had uh, that her husband had died in the house but we weren't told specifically where one night, after I turned the lights off to go to sleep, I heard a loud rustling noise, and then a bang that that caused me to jump up and turn on turn the lights on. Everyone in the house heard it and ran to the hallway to see if it was okay. As I looked into my room to see where the noise was, I saw my jewelry box, which had a set of doors on the front which latched shut. Fully open, and all the drawers hanging open. I threw that thing in the closet so quickly and never pulled it out to use ever again. <laughs> throw it away then. Yeah. Like, I get it. Oh, it's scary. Just throw it away. Yeah, you can get a new one. But then that, that opens up the uh, the possibility, like the scary movie possibility to throw it away. And then like... It comes back. Yeah, you hear a little loud bang like three weeks later and it's just on your bed. <laughs> oh. Like, could you imagine if someone, like, was just fucking with you and did that? Oh, you like, had a stalker, but, like, he was just stalking you because he got a kick out of freaking you out? <laughs> yeah, that guy would get punched in the face real quick. Oh, I'd, I'd bust someone's knee. <laughs> so, San Pedro, California. Some might say Pedro. Cool. That's where I work, San Pedro. Yeah, it's actually really close, though. So, we, we have the San Pedro Geist, as I like to call it. Cool. That's a definitely 10 out of a 10 joke. (laughs) Don't you come at me like that, okay? I'll just come here and try to make a funny podcast with my friend. Well, no, I was encouraging your San Pedro guys through whatever bullshit you (laughs) said. (laughs) You know, I let it slide (laughs) most of the time. (laughs) Anyways, so it's the haunting of Jackie Hernandez. <gasps> 1989 to 1990. Uh, Jackie saw a freaky figure in her kid's room. So immediately called Dr. Barry Taff. Like, listen, Not man. the cops? <laughs> no, Barry Taff, because he's a parapsychologist. Oh. What is a parapsychologist? Maybe they try to understand the ghosts? Look it up while I, while I finish okay. this. <laughs> so, Hernandez contacted Dr. Barry Taff and his associates. Barry Conrad and Jeff Wheatcraft. I couldn't work with someone who had the same first name as me. Actually do work with someone who has the same first name as me. Um, and Jeff Wheatcraft. After seeing the entity in her child... Oh yeah, after... So, after she saw the entity, she contacts, you know, Barry, Barry, and Jeff. The first thing the investigative team noticed upon entering this house was, quote, a foul smell. <gasps> Well, she, what, she had one kid, or, like, it says <coughs> kids' rooms. Yeah, so I'm sure I blame the children. great already. Yeah. Uh, as as we I said We on children a lot in this podcast. <laughs> we do, don't we? Well, look. They're awful. Yeah, and not only that, a lot of the times it's like, you get bored, you don't have anything to do, why wouldn't you go play a prank, you know? Yeah. There's a ghost. And imagine, like, at first you're playing around, and then all of a sudden you have, like, 16 adults that are just like, <laughs> oh, it's a fucking ghost in this house. You gotta keep it going. Yeah, you can't just stop it. Yeah, because then you're gonna get beat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you were lying. Now your family's the yeah. laughing stock. Yeah, I'm sure that if your parents are the kind of people that react to something crazy happen by hiring parapsychologists, you're, you're gonna get your ass beat. <laughs> oh, I have what a parapsychologist is. Oh, wanna want to throw that in really quick? Yeah, so it's the study of psychic phenomena so uh extrasensory perception 
uh, telekinesis, uh, clairvoyance, all that stuff, and near-death experience. Hey, Jesse, I have a question for you. Yeah? Has the study of parapsychology yielded in anything interesting? Scientific no, it reception. It's science. Uh, evaluation. Uh, the scientific consensus is that there is insufficient evidence to support the existence of cyphonomena. <laughs> That's what Wikipedia says. I I trust Wikipedia more than I trust the parapsychologist. <laughs> so the team observed a number of poltergeist esque activities. Oh man. Yeah, which includes, but isn't exclusive to objects <laughs> being thrown. Yeah. And hearing loud bangs and knocks from the attic above. Oh. Wheatcraft ventured into the attic to yeah. investigate. Why would he do that? That's some white people bullshit right there. Well, he's a parapsychologist. Oh. He's probably white. <laughs> Look, anyone who's becoming a parapsychologist is mostly, most likely white because other people don't have enough money to do something. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know you yeah, came you from like a, a rich family. Is you get, get some job. bullshit job. <laughs> Yeah, you don't have to take care of anyone. Like, young parapsychologist. Oh, so you were rich growing up. Uh, so upon investigating, a cord mysteriously wrapped itself around his neck. Oh, I'm sure. I bet he was alone. And began strangling himself. Yeah, he, he went up alone to investigate. My thing is, would you really choke yourself for a bit? Like, I mean... He's probably crazy. Apparently, Conrad shot a video of the San Pedro poltergeist that showed the attempted strangulation of Wheatcraft. I have the link here, too. I have the links for, like, all of this, and I don't know why I always get the links, because, like, you know? Uh, and it, it included the attempted strangulation of Wheatcraft. The activity was extensively documented in Barry Conrad's book. Wait, so instead of helping his friend getting strangled by a ghost, he just, like, took pictures? Well, would you help me if I was getting strangled by a ghost? I mean, right. I'd be running away. <laughs> I wouldn't so, be taking pictures. In Conrad's book, An Unknown Encounter, in a documentary, documentary of the same name, and in Taft's book, Aliens Above, Ghosts Below. Oh, so wow. So, they heavy capitalized on this bullshit. Yeah, they, they did. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're money-making machines. Yeah, and that's all I got for the San Pedro poltergeist, which was probably some scared lady <coughs> who saw something totally explainable, who then got exploited by people who wanted to make money. I mean, probably. Or it was a poltergeist. You know, what if we're the assholes? Yeah. <laughs> like, all this is real. Uh, I should find out where that happened, maybe, like, during my lunch, go check out that house. Yeah, just break in. <laughs> all right. Alright, so now we got the big bad, the Enfield hauntings. So, the, this is what The Conjuring 2, I believe, is based off of? One of them. Yeah, the one with like the super British cops. Yeah, and the little girl. <laughs> the cops who do nothing? Yeah. Who show up and we're like, well that shit's crazy, and leave? Yeah, I mean... Oh, don't they, don't they like show up and they're like, we can't do anything yeah. about <laughs> And it's, it's, they just got the most British cops. Like, yeah. whatever you are imagining in your head for British cops, uh, bump it up a couple ticks of British, and that's these cops. It was, it was amazing. Pretty Any, solid. <laughs> yeah. So, anywho, so, <clears throat> it's the late 70s in Enfield, North London, in tw- 284 Green Street. All right, so... Uh, the two girls, Janet and Margaret, hear some shuffling, and their mom, Peggy Hudson, comes up and tells them to stop fighting. Then, a chest of drawers moves, so she tries to push it back, but she couldn't. And then, the, then strange noises were heard all around the house. They, they, so, after all these, like, weird noises and stuff happen, they go to their neighbor's house, uh, Vic Nottingham, and, uh, they go, hey, could you check this out? And so he goes in and he hears all the the knocking on the walls. And so Vic comes back and he's all like white faced, like scared and stuff. And uh, he's a builder, so I guess that's a British for construction worker. If my neighbor ever pulled me into some bullshit like that, <laughs> I'm suing. Yeah. Whatever, like, hey, can you come over really quick? It's like, yeah, and I come in and their daughter's floating in the middle <laughs> and books and chairs are floating around her. I'm like, 
you'll see me in fucking court I'll and I'm like, walking out. I'm gonna go get my gun. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'm killing your daughter. I'm killing you. I don't know who's causing it, but you're all dying. I'm burning down this house. Yeah. But isn't that such a dick move getting yelled at by your mom when it when you weren't doing anything just because a ghost is being a dick? <laughs> Solid. Yeah. Well, I would say of everything we've read today, this is the closest to credible to me. Yeah. Yeah, we'll talk more about it, but yeah, yeah. There's some there's some details that are like seems a bit much for little girls, you know. <clears throat> All right. So, they uh so in 77, she called the mom calls the police. And they come to her house. <laughs> she says that her house is haunted, and so they're like, "All right, we'll go check it out." And that there were moves, I mean, there was uh, things were moving, and there were sounds coming from the walls. So the police officer shows up, uh, and she watches a chair slide across the floor. So she kind of looks at it, sees if there's anything like any kind of string or anything connected to the chair, but there was nothing. Uh, she even put a marble on the floor to see if maybe there's like a bit of a slope, and that's why it, it right. did, and it didn't roll. Oh. And so she... So she <laughs> that's the most paranormal thing ever, because marbles always fucking roll. Yeah. You could put them on the most level surface, and they're like... Yeah. Start rolling. So, <clears throat> they're basically like, well, there hasn't been a crime committed, so we can't do anything. <laughs> I don't know what you were planning. I really like that. They're like, yeah, no. <laughs> like, what... <laughs> What do you want? <laughs> we we have well they don't have guns in the UK. The cops don't carry guns. Yeah. So they have their their flashlights. Apparently they their beat whistles. the shit out of people with their yeah, flashlights they do. too. Because I love when people are like, Yeah, like cops in the UK are better it's like I'll pull give me a minute. Because <laughs> like just getting beaten with flashlights. It's not a good look. Cops just aren't good. Like they are, but they have their moment. Yeah, there are just some bad ones out there that ruin it for everyone. I think that we just need more comprehensive policeman training. Yeah, there's a lot of problems. Anyway, <laughs> let's lighten it up. My dad was an armed security guard when right. he was younger, right? So he told me about, um, for a little while, they had these attachments that you could attach to your mag light that made it like a, you know, the police batons? Yeah. So it just kind of gave you a handle on the side. Oh. And it would spin. So apparently. Yeah, well, apparently, like, people were killing people left and right with these things. Because when you, when you spun it around, you could, like, and they're the mag lights, so they're metal and they're heavy. Yeah. So they were killing people left and right. And, like, people were hitting themselves because they'd spin it. And, hit and my dad even was like, yeah, I'd stand there and spin it. I hit, my, I hit myself a couple times and it hurt real bad. Oh. Oh my lord. He said he was so sad, because they became illegal, so he had to, like, turn it in the sheriff's department. Yeah. <laughs> and he was so sad. And I guess the sheriff was like, yeah, these are pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> At least, real recognize real. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, but don't fuck with the UK cops. They'll beat the shit out of you. <laughs> with flashlights. <laughs> so yeah, no crimes were committed, so nothing the cops could do. So... <clears throat> The Daily Mirror shows up. Graham Morris, a photographer, and uh, Douglas Benz, a journalist, uh, they showed up to take pictures of things being thrown around, but when the photos were developed, there was no conclusive evidence. And it was kind of funny, too, because the reason why this guy took the job is because it was like a slow work day, uh, like <laughs> Newsweek. And so he's yeah. just like, yeah, I guess I'll take this yeah. one. <laughs> well, we're going to make something out of this. Uh -huh. <laughs> so, yeah... So, they end up calling the Society for Physical Research. Or Psychical? Oh, Psychical, sorry. The Society of, for Psychical Research. And they send more, Morris Gross. Uh, he claims that this is the case of the century, maybe of all times, of a poltergeist. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> so, apparently, like, shit was happening left and right. Like, they constantly had to be taking pictures. Yeah, I, I do remember reading and, like, watching some documentary shit about this. That, like... They're, um, like you said, it happening left and right. Like, uh -huh. it was constant. They were just constantly being berated by these poltergeists. Oh, also, uh, when the reporter first showed up, the, he just kind of showed up, and uh, they they just sat down and had some tea and chatted. And then while he was leaving, the photographer was, like, getting his stuff, 
right? And so he, he was like packing it up and all of a sudden he runs out into the car while, he, while the journalist is getting in the car to get like some more shit because he's like, oh, shit's going down in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a weird thing. Uh, Morris Gross starts trying to communicate with them. So what he does is he has the poltergeist to one knock for yes and two knocks for no. And uh, he has logged over 2,000 instances of paranormal activity. Uh, and all their equipment would constantly either not work or break, things would not record, their flash guns would all discharge at once. Uh, in Imagine how much of a pain in the ass that would be. Yeah, all your shit just constantly breaking. Yeah, like constant malfunctions. Ugh. So, we like using Samsung. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, one time, a uh, guy, Playfair, journalist, took everything out of the room after everything inside had been thrown around. So he just got frustrated because everything's <laughs> just getting thrown. Yeah. And so the built-in gas furnace, furnace was ripped out of the wall and the brass pipes were bent. So he's like, well, little girls can't do this. Yeah, that's... Not even adults could do that. Yeah. Because I don't think I could rip out a brass furnace. Like, bend brass pipes and rip out a furnace. Yeah. It seems real hard. I, I would have to, like, put it on my knee and press. Uh-huh. And even then. Ugh. Yeah, so, uh, things that happened, uh, things would move, flip, and pools of water would appear out of nowhere. Oh, that's the worst. In one instance, uh... On the dot, one of the daughters' bed flipped while she was in it, and she was thrown in the middle of the night. <clears throat> Tell my siblings and I used to wake each other up for school because <laughs> we um we had like kind of like cot like beds, I guess, like small, like easy to store beds. Oh, there yeah. was three of us in the room, so it was easy to storm, so we had a lot of floor space. Uh-huh. And uh, so we sleep on the beds, and it was like wake up, and wake up, she so just flipped the bed, and <laughs> it hit the ground all hard. It sucked, <laughs> but you know, siblings. <sighs> So, uh, after the girl was thrown out of her bed, uh, they ended up leaving, they, they left and they left a note on the notepad, uh, they left a notepad on the table, and when they came back, the notepad said, I will stay in the house, do not read this to anyone, or I will retaliate. Let me guess, they read it somewhere? Well, yeah, they at least read it to one person, so we could read it, so... (laughs) (laughs) Well, what if they didn't read it to someone, but they gave it to someone? Is that the same? Does the does the ghost is the ghost a very specific ghost? Or? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of like if a, if you sign a contract with a demon, it's very specific or some bullshit. Yeah, I did give you money, but I did it by robbing a bank. <laughs> well, I, thanks, I guess. <laughs> like genies. They're like what a dick. I want to live forever, so they take the lifespan of all your loved ones and gives it to you. Oh, yeah. that's a bummer. <laughs> Something like that. So, Anyways. <laughs> uh, after that, uh, the kids were, like, constantly scared, and they would have to take Valium to sleep. And yes. they wouldn't sleep in their beds because they kept getting thrown out. So this is, like, kind of what makes me think that maybe this isn't fake. is just Because, like, a lot of reporters came in and said that, like, these kids were fucking scared. Well, that's the thing, right, is that reporters, for the most part, though they do it for, you know, the relative amount of glory of being a reporter, they work with people. They talk to people constantly. And I'm sure they have an amazing lying radar. I'm sure of most people, they know when people are bullshitting. And so to see these little girls who aren't actors, who aren't anything enamoring, really, they're not even, like, well, well off, to just be as scared as they were Mm -hmm. and to really be like, no, they're scared as shit, like, that's what's so weird about it. Yeah. And then there's also, like, the pictures of the girl floating and her sister screaming. Well, and, and the recording. Yeah, everything. The recording, honestly, is what, what does it for me. Have you heard it? No, I don't want to. Yeah, there's, they asked her, well, they, they, they pulled the guy spoke through her pretty much. Mm-hmm. And, look, I do crazy voices sometimes. Mm-hmm. I couldn't do what she did. Because she changed her voice. In t- she sounded like an adult man. Yeah, it's... Yeah. Oof, 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 oof. <clears throat> All right, so uh, they end up calling in Luis Gaspirito, the Brazilian psychic, and he said, don't worry about it, everything's cool. (laughs) 
but then the daughter started acting odd, acting out and speaking word, and the youngest daughter, Janet, the most. She would make violent drawings, sleepwalk, being as if she's being led by someone. The, the paranormal investigators tried to talk to the poltergeist three with the youngest daughter. At first, it would just be weird noises like barking. One instance, Gross told the entity, uh, If you're so smart, say my name. <laughs> After a few moments of silence, it said, Gross, almost like a bark. <laughs> he told it to say his full name, but it just kept barking Gross. I love the, like, well, say, say my birthday, or like, say my name, and they say in the, well, say my full name then. <laughs> <laughs> turn on this flashlight, and they turn on, like, well, turn it off and on. <laughs> you got what you asked for. The, oh, so yeah, so this is what he started to talk like an old man. So he said his name was Joe Watson. Later, they tried again, uh, and this time it said it was William Winkson, Wilkson. Uh, talking through her. Uh, when the investigators asked what happened, the voice says, I went blind, and I had a hemorrhage, and I fell asleep, and I died on a chair in the corner downstairs. That's not a great way to go. Yeah, that's a real bummer, drummer. Uh, just before Christmas, with two witnesses, objects in Janet's room, such as cushions and books, started floating around her. The entity said through Janet, David, you must leave, and, and the doors must be locked. Uh, oh yeah, and so the people who saw this were just like people walking by. Yeah. And they just saw the, the window like, oh shit. Yeah, things getting thrown. <laughs> Stuff's just happening. The woman walking by said that she saw the candy-striped pillow hit the window and some books hit the window. She saw Janet levitate and she said it looked like someone was throwing her up and down. Uh, and then on her mother's birthday, uh, the oldest sister went to the bathroom and when she came back, she told them that someone had written shit on the wall with poop. Then the mom saw a man standing in the stairs. So this is when Ed and Lorraine uh, Warren visited the house, and they saw things move, and they watched as the wallpaper was just removed. Which was probably the right move, because wallpaper's real tacky. Yeah. No, just paint it. The poltergeist just has like a sense of style, it's I guess. Good taste. <laughs> good, good interior design taste. <laughs> and uh, Janet would never remember much while she was in her trance state, uh, they say what happened was real, but they admit that they exaggerated some of the stuff for the paranormal investigators. They would feel bad if the investigators showed up and nothing happened. So yeah, that's that's basically their story. Oh, and another piece of evidence I feel. Janet, this little girl, she's older now, obviously, and she looks like someone who was investigated. Yeah, she <laughs> like, looks through like, it. Like, yeah, she's all real skinny and creepy looking, has long hair. I'm like, oh, I, yeah, she 100% was possessed. Yeah, she went through that shit. Yeah, a lot of it sometimes seems like it's very easy to discredit, but this is the only one that is like hard for me to discredit. Because there's so much of it. Like, I think there's one instance where, like, the kitchen was trashed, right? Yeah. Table flipped and all that in a matter of seconds. And so the idea that a little girl, no more, no older than 15, could trash a, a kitchen so thoroughly in a matter of seconds is, like, kind of just BS. And then the idea, and the, the, the water heater or whatever, like, that's, mm -hmm. I, adult, I, I, an adult man, could not do that. So it's just one of those things that it seems like, mm, probably, who, who's to say? Who knows? Yeah, well, here are a few, like, theories about, like, what, what's really happening. So, first of all, that the the girls are doing it, you know, and they're just doing it for attention, or, like, now they've been caught up in it, so they can't stop. Right. Uh, another is when you see something crazy happen, or, like, in the corner of your eye, you tend to discuss it with other people, and then that tends to, like... Oh, so, like, mass hysteria? Yeah, kind of thing. It's like, oh, did you see that? It, like, flew across the room where it may not have, right. you know. Uh... So yeah, Chris French said that they admitted they admitted to lying about it, and they're probably lying uh, about more than what they're saying. Right. The photo could just be her in mid jump, and the cops could have been tricked. Uh, there's like a bunch of tricks they could have done. Uh, Frank Podmore uh, has the naughty little girl theory, which is basically that these things usually are centered around a child, usually a girl, and these are just girls. Throwing, like, any children throwing objects for attention. Uh, I'm just saying, it'd have to be a really, like, good and elaborate trick to trick that many people. Yeah. And, oh, there's one where uh, this guy said that maybe it's, like, 
water moving underneath the house and it's like shaking the house and they check that and there's like no water you know they tested it to see if that was possible but to be able to move an object through shaking the house you basically have to destroy the house oh that makes sense (laughs) so yeah uh yeah people see what they want to see yeah that's uh that's that's that uh yeah so this was poltergeist this is creepy crawling cryptids covering the your your angry ghost Right? That's a, yeah. uh, no, Noisy Ghost. Noisy Ghost, yeah. This is Creepy Calling Cryptids covering the Noisy Ghost, the Poltergeist. I'm Adam. And I'm Jesse. And if you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, uh, message us on Instagram. Uh, send us some of, your, some of your scary stories, anything. Ghosts, aliens, whatever you've seen. Uh, demons, werewolves, vampires, Bigfoots. We don't judge. Uh, yeah, you live black. your best life. Yeah. Share this video with as many people as you can. Be the Noisy Ghost. Uh, just let people know, you know, knock on doors, throw things, creepy calling cryptids. Am I right? Yeah. Thanks guys. Uh, we'll see you next time. We'll see you later. Ignore the knocking on the wall or they'll (laughs) just get worse. Yeah. They just, just ignore it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. That seems like the only thing to deal with it.